Well, here we are. Once again, it's that time of the week. Dr. Andrew Corbett pops into the studio. It's our Life Matters discussion. A very good morning to you, Andrew. Good morning, Dave. Great to be with you again this Wednesday. Now, Andrew, before we get into today's discussion, we need to find out how did the end of your appeal all end up? Well, I, I do want to thank all our supporters. It was just tremendous support that we received for our end of your appeal. We are dependent upon our supporters to keep us broadcasting and of course our between our supporters and our sponsors who advertise on WFM we're able to provide what we hope is a great service that inspires people gives them a bit of a lift uh, for their day and gives them positive inspiration and throughout the day you'll hear positive moments They, they go for about 60 seconds and they just help people to do life and get through some of the struggles and battles and challenges of life. So thank you very much to our supporters and sponsors, uh, particularly those who gave to our end of year appeal through November. You gave, our target was $20,000 and you gave $20,267.03. So thank you so much. And we we just really appreciate your your support of YFM, it's very encouraging for us. And again, thank you on behalf of all the team and those that work here at YFM, a really big thank you to those who gave to our end of your appeal, helping us to, to stay on air. I do want to thank our new sponsors who are advertising now with YFM, uh, Launceston BMW. Thank you so much for coming on board. Uh, a premier motor vehicle uh, retailer. Have a look at um, those if you're in the, the market from BMW. GJ Gardner Homes, uh, one of our major sponsors, back on board now. Thank you. And Victoria's Health and Beauty Clinic, thank you for coming back on board as well. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, don't forget, it's not too late to make a tax-deductible donation to WayFM to keep us broadcasting, especially through this Christmas New Year season. And speaking of Christmas, Andrew, it's only 23 more sleeps until Christmas. And today we want to talk about the scandal of Christmas. Yeah, we often talk about Christmas being, you know, the things that are, you know, the trappings of Christmas, the Christmas trees, the 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 presents and the food and all the rest of it. And and I guess that's what it has become. We'll talk a little bit about that in a moment, but 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 it actually can be a really difficult time for people. It can be a difficult time for people because as John Lennon famously sung, um it's what is it it's christmas again another year is over and for many people that's how it is it's the reminder that another year is over and and as john lennon sings in that song and what have we done and for many people christmas time is a, is a time of reflection you know that they started off that year with good intentions they started off with their new resolutions they wanted to do you know, this this list of things that they had on their agenda. And perhaps for many people, it's it, it hasn't quite worked out that way. Life is full of surprises. I, I've, all people understand that in the last month or so, I've had a fairly major life-changing moment, which I alluded to last week with my health. And I've had uh, an MRI scan. And, and for those that uh, don't know, about a month ago, I, I collapsed and was basically incapacitated for the best part of a week and thought it was just something fairly minor went to my doctor and after a a CT scan uh, came back with some pretty bleak uh, 
news about what's happened and happening currently in my spine and the rigors of living a fairly active life actually I for those also that aren't familiar I was a pretty avid tennis player when I was young I was actually looking thinking that my life would be on the professional tennis circuit and I was certainly heading that way and played a lot of tennis and part of my story is that I felt a, a, a call from God actually to to lay that down and and to concentrate on on other things and which is which is what ultimately led me to become a pastor of a church working day in and day out just trying to help people do life and get through life and discover hope and meaning and purpose and so on but I have had my hand in tennis and and continued to play I'm still a, a registered uh, professional tennis coach and uh, part of the professional association of uh, tennis players and so on but I now have a spine that has paid a heavy price for that and so uh, I've just had an MRI done um, there's there's the doctor has said there's nothing that will naturally happen that will make my spine any better and uh, it's a matter of what what limitations I've got to live with now for the rest of my life and and I'll find that out so anyhow all of that is a bit of a digression to say I of all people I understand that life throws its curveballs at us and we can look at the things that we wanted to achieve over the course of a year and reflect that we haven't been able to do that but also it's a time when families get together and I understand that for many people this is painful painful because for them perhaps they've experienced family breakdown perhaps they were married they're not married perhaps they've lost a loved one perhaps they have cousins brothers sisters aunts uncles mums and dads and sons and daughters that they haven't spoken to for too long they haven't spoken to because there's unresolved stuff there and Christmas time becomes for people in this context a very very difficult time a very tense time and for others apart from the pressure of meeting with family and all that involves there's there's the financial pressure for many people Christmas actually is a is a horrible time for them financially because it means they are going to go deeper into debt and for some people they reach this Christmas and they haven't even paid off the credit card from last Christmas yet and for them this is a oh no here we go again moment so for many people the the joy and the luster of Christmas that we all had as children where we just long for unwrapping the presents and meeting with aunts and uncles and cousins and uh, nieces and nephews and aunties and things like that that as you get older that changes to some of these really negative emotions of of tremendous pressure and even anxiety for some people so christmas can be a, a, a difficult time for people and what I want to do when we come back after the break is I want to look at what Christmas has become generally I want to look at perhaps the origins of Christmas what it started out as and and drawing on that I want to show why 
Christmas, when you actually look at what it really is about, it's scandalous. It is absolutely scandalous. And there are many people who actually realize this. They know this. And there's there's all kinds of measures to water it down, tone it down, and reduce it merely to a cultural festival of family gathering and lots of food and so on. But when you actually look at the message of Christmas, it is literally scandalous. It, In the true sense of the word, it is scandalous. So that's what I want to do when we come back after this music break and a word from some of our sponsors. Look at the scandal of Christmas. Yeah, Christmas can be a very challenging time and it definitely for lots of people now. I think that's why it's important to remember the reason for the season. And of course, to help us do that, this is a a very good reworking of the Christmas classic Building 429's Hark the Herald Angels Sing on Way FM. Dr. Andrew Corbett, as we do every Wednesday morning. And with only uh, 23 sleeps to go, I used all my fingers and toes just then and a couple of bonus. Andrew, we're discussing the topic that has certainly got me curious, the scandal of Christmas. Yes, it, it is a scandal. And I'm going to give you the reasons why Christmas is actually one of the most scandalous, scandalous things that you'll ever hear about. Look, Christmas started off as a celebration of the... Northern Hemisphere's winter solstice, in other words, when uh, the, the days began to get warmer and longer. And there was all kinds of, shall we say, pagan festivities associated with it, a time of new beginnings and so on. And early, early Christians found that this was an ideal opportunity to embed the, the Christian story, the message of the, the the Christmas child. Now, Christmas is made up of two words, of course, Christ and Mass. Christ, speaking of Jesus Christ, and Mass means celebration. So when you put them together, uh, Christmas speaks of the celebration of Christ, the celebration of the coming of Jesus Christ. So it was... A pretty easy thing for early Christians, the early Christians of the first few centuries AD, to see this as an opportunity to take an established cultural event and more or less baptize it and give it new meaning and and interpret the events differently. And some of the things that the celebration of the winter solstice did mean, you know, a new beginning, days getting warmer, brighter, longer... C.S. Lewis, of course, picks up on in the Chronicles of Narnia when he, when if you've seen or read the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, you'll you'll see about the receding winter, the coming of Father Christmas, and it's a, it's a, it's embedded now in the story of the birth of Jesus Christ. Highly unlikely, 
that Jesus was born around the 25th of December, probably closer to April, based on what we can deduce from the actual records. But that's beside the point. Now Christmas has become a family celebration, as we mentioned. It's become a time of gift-giving, lots of food, probably too much food, and it's become a highly commercialized thing and and I know that there are some people that have all kinds of problems with that I I don't particularly have any problem with that I think it's a boon for retailers it's a boon for business generally it's a it's a great time of year for families to get together so all of those things I actually see as really really positive things but if you were to take the time and I I know that not everyone will and actually consider the central point of Christmas the, the, the central point of Christmas is about the, the coming of Jesus Christ to earth. No mere human being, no mere ordinary person. In fact, the central point of Christmas throughout the centuries has been scoffed at, mocked, ridiculed, and perhaps today largely ignored. And, and this is it. This is the central point of Christmas. Let me rephrase what I just said to you before when I said it's about the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. So let me put it in these terms and perhaps you'll see why it's utterly scandalous that the creator of the universe, that is the most intelligent person in the cosmos, transformed himself into a zygote. Now what is a zygote you ask? I'm glad you asked. Thank you for asking. A zygote is the for the smallest form of a human being. A zygote is that moment of conception, uh, not wanting to be too blunt about it because there may be children listening and I don't want to put parents in an awkward situation, but when a human life begins, it always begins as a zygote. So a zygote is the very first stage of an embryo. The God of the universe, the one who created everything in the universe, everything there is to be created, the one who knows more trigonometry than the smartest mathematician, the one who knows more astrophysics than any astronomer that's ever lived, the one who knows more about physics than Isaac Newton and Professor Brian Green and a lot of them put together, the smartest person in the universe transformed himself into a zygote and came upon and came into a young Jewish girl by the name of Mary. This is utterly scandalous. This zygote grew into a man. But in the meantime, we're told in the records, the historical records, that when Mary, who was pregnant with this zygote, the god of the universe who had become an embryo, when she was about three months pregnant, 90 days or so, she went and saw her cousin Elizabeth, who was about six months pregnant with the one that we identify as John the Baptist. And it's an incredible account. It says that when John the Baptist was six months in the womb of his mother Elizabeth, And Mary walked into the room, who was herself three months pregnant with Jesus. John leapt for joy in the womb of his mother. Now that is just, there's 
a great deal of phenomena happening here. It also says it should help people to understand why Christians in particular have such a high regard for human life at all stages of development and at any stage of dependency, that the God of the universe himself would be would become a zygote. You need a microscope to see it. It's, it's the smallest stage of human life. And at three months in the womb, he is causing other babies to metaphorically leap in the womb of their mother at just six months, so still in the second trimester. So this, this tells us that God himself regards human life in the womb of uh, its mother as a distinct life, a separate entity that is extremely, shall we say, infinitely valuable. That's why human life, uh, the message of Christmas says a lot about the value of human life. But let's consider what makes this birth utterly extraordinary. The first thing we I, I want to point out as to why this is scandalous, and by the way, the word scandalous comes from a, an ancient Greek word, scandalizo, which means to cause offence. It's offensive. So here's why. The, the birth of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one born in Bethlehem, was foretold prophetically. In fact, the prophet Isaiah, and you'll often see this on Christmas cards, Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, Isaiah 9 verse 6, says says this, For unto us a child is born, a son is given. Now, the, the language subtlety might be lost on a few people here, but if you get it, you'll begin to realize why this is just so scandalous, that it doesn't say a child is given or a son is born. No, it actually says, For unto us a child is born, a son is given. So the God of the universe became a zygote, developed through the embryonic stages, became uh, birthed as a, a, an utterly dependent baby. This baby, a child, was born, but this child pre-existed, and that's why the prophet said a son is given. Not that a son would be born or come into existence at that point, because the son pre-existed, the son of God, Jesus Christ, that was his claim, existed prior to being conceived in Mary. That's the first thing. Apart from the fact that Isaiah also says the, the, the mother of this son given would be a virgin. That is scandalous. Here's the second thing that makes the birth of Jesus Christ utterly scandalous, and it was associated with with astronomical phenomena. Uh, people call it the Bethlehem star. Wise men in the East saw a strange astronomical phenomena associated with the birth of Jesus, and they followed that star. Here's the third thing. There was supernatural phenomena at the birth of Jesus Christ. There were angels visible to shepherds, this, these men had no reason to lie, no reason to make it up. They were told to go to a certain place. They went to the certain place and sure enough, they encountered the Christ child. Fourthly, there was geopolitical phenomena. The Magi from the East 
These were nobles that came from a far-off country. They were attracted based on what they had seen in the astronomical phenomena. This was highly unusual. They came and they brought extravagant gifts to this Christ child, this Christmas child. And fifthly, there was palatial, that is, attention from the palace, palatial attention. King Herod got wind of what had happened. Now, we know from history and archaeology and so on, there actually was this guy, King Herod. All of these details are largely historically confirmed. There's five things prophesied about 700 years before it happened, astronomical phenomena, supernatural phenomena, geopolitical phenomena, and palatial attention. This makes the birth and the events surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ, the Christmas child, utterly unique. We're going to continue to talk about the scandal of Christmas. Yes, it's that time on WayFM, the 9 o'clock news update. Well, the Bureau says mostly fine and sunny today, a mostly sunny day, a little bit warmer tomorrow also for Friday, some rain about for Saturday and looking sunny on Sunday, which is fantastic. Also fantastic, yes, it is Life Matters, Andrew. I suppose for many people, especially the kids, Christmas is about the presents, maybe Santa, food and catching up with some rallies that they might have seen for a while. But there's also a deeper, more significant meaning to Christmas, isn't there? There is, and people may not see the Christmas story perhaps in light of the context that I'm I'm going to highlight now but the the scandal of Christmas is that while it looks like it's just something perhaps geared toward you know light entertainment for children and some of the 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 stuff that's built up around Christmas is is, is just good fun and we 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 can you know, kind of discern between what is meant to be taken seriously and what is meant to be light-hearted fun. And we get that. And Christmas is, has, has lots of those sorts of things. So what I want to highlight is that there was, there was something extremely serious behind the, the actual Christmas story. The, the, the Christmas story is, is phenomenally important because it's it actually is dealing with what what with without any hint of exaggeration are two life and death issues and 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 I mean that and I mean that in a in a way that is not kind of you know let's just discuss this one late night as if it was a a nice sort of theoretical thing to talk about this actually is life and death for people in our city, and it has been. These issues that confront people, we there, there might be people who understand the, Christ, uh, the Christmas message and they, they kind of get it, and whether they realise it or not, it actually has shaped the way they view the world. But for many people, they've never actually heard the, the genuine, the true, the scandalous message of Christmas. And when you do, when you realise just what is being declared here, it is utterly breathtaking. And, and I say this in the context that recently I, I had some interaction with someone who was having a very, very difficult time in their life. And, and as often happens, when you have difficult moments in your life, a lot of other things become difficult as well. Very 
typical phenomena that happens. And for this person, they began to ask questions they'd never really asked before. But with so many setbacks in life, they began to ask questions like, I don't even know why I'm alive. I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even, I don't even really know why any of us are alive. I just don't even understand the point. And, and a part of the background to that story is that for many people, they're told that the material world is all there is. All that's real is only that which you can see, touch, taste or feel. And there's another way of looking at the world and the Christmas story grabs a, a, a what do we say a megaphone and it, it declares this from the rooftops that life is not just about what you can see, touch, taste and feel. Life does not simply consist of material molecules bouncing around randomly. That's not what life is about. Life actually has deep significance, profound significance. But but beyond that, life, your life, your life is designed to have deep, deep purpose, meaning and significance. And you are not created to live life with a sense of floundering and struggle and always trying to figure out what this thing means. You you actually have such a, an infinitely significant role to play in in the, the whole scheme of life that for many people it's it's often too late before they realize it. There is a profound significance embedded in the Christmas story that if you get it, you'll see that the God of the universe, as I mentioned before, the most intelligent, the most powerful, the most loving being, the most beautiful and attractive being in the universe became a zygote who developed in, into a, a human, the zygote being the first stage of, of a human being. It's, a zygote doesn't become a human being. A zygote is a human being that develops into a mature human being. And this, this human being went through the normal process of development and became a man. And there's something phenomenally unique, phenomenally unusual about this man. And he had a lot to say about these two questions that for many people become so overwhelming. And even it's, it's been brought home to us as a family over the course of this year three of one of my daughter's friends my, my teenage daughter's friends have chosen to end their life and these were people that battled with these two issues they battled with these two questions what is my life all about does it really matter and bring that bring that right home does my life matter do i matter is my, does my life have any point at all? And sometimes that question can be one of the most depressing, debilitating questions a person can grapple with and really struggle with. And it can result in them, in a, well, prematurely ending their life and taking their life in tragic circumstances because of the utter despair that they feel they are they are only faced with. 
And for people who may be right now, and I know that's not everyone, I know this is not necessarily relevant for everyone, and forgive me, I, I do try to be relevant to as many people as possible. I know that not everybody battles with a, an overwhelming deep sense of depression or anxiety or just a, a, a deep sense of dark cloud over their life because they, they've reached this, this stage of my life, I just can't see how my life matters. I can't see how my life has any point or purpose to it at all. And the Christmas story answers that question head on. It, it, it It's as if Jesus himself would put his hands on the shoulders of everyone asking that question. He would put, he would just lift their chin, look into their eyes and speak with such soft tenderness and just invest into them the answer to this question embedded in the Christmas story. The Christmas story answers that question. And if you get it, if you get, and I'm going to help you when we come back after this music break, but I'm going to help you to understand just what I'm talking about. We will all face moments where life gets tough. We will all face moments where life gets hard, where we get down, where the, the stuff, the, the grist and mill of life just wears us down. And we begin to ask questions and we begin to think in terms of, you know what, I don't know if I can keep doing this anymore. That's kind of normal, I think, for human experience. But the thing that will keep you going is if you get, if you get what this Christmas story is really about, it will change your perspective on life. Here's the second question that dogs people and it causes them to turn to all kinds of things looking for answers and all too often finding no answer, no satisfactory answer and in fact often ending the quest to find the answers end in pain and anguish for, for these people and it's this, is, is life simply defined as that which begins from the womb and ends in the grave is that it or is there something more to life does life go on does my life really end at the grave does my life go on if you've ever been to a funeral there is a strong almost overwhelming sense that life does not end at the grave that a person's existence is not over merely because they've been laid in the grave and here's the second question. If life simply consists of what happens between the cradle and the grave, then I just cannot see the point to life. If you've ever seen a tombstone, it has the year of someone's birth, it has a dash, and then it has the year in which they died. And if all your life is reduced to is that dash, for many people, this is a burden that, that is just unbearable. If that's all life is about, if my life ends at the dash, if it ends at that final number after the dash, I just don't know the point. I want to come back after this music break and unpack these two questions and show why Christmas is such a scandal. Way FM for your Wednesday morning, Dara McLean and Bethlehem Skies.
path is lost and victory won. You were born to change it all. Wednesday morning and if you'd like to hear Life Matters again we'll be uploading it to the website a little bit later today for you to download and have a bit of a listen at your leisure. Now Andrew we're talking about the scandal of Christmas and I know you're deeply concerned about some of Tasmania's growing social problems including the ice epidemic sweeping many of our young people into unforgiving clutches, family breakdowns, the alarming increase in youth suicide and you see a link between those social problems and the scandal of Christmas. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. And I, I, I look, my, my heart goes out to those families, those people who are caught up in some of these horribly despairing things, so, such as you mentioned. And, and, and truly, my heart goes out to those families that have experienced this level of pain and 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 it is truly just such a horrible thing and i've had the privilege of going into some of our uh, schools and speaking with some of the the teenagers of launceston and 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 just to hear the questions that are asked um, of uh, one of the more recent opportunities i had was in at uh, launceston college and the 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 class was able to ask questions and the, the questions relate almost entirely to these two questions that I've raised. What, what is the point of life? Why am I even on this planet? What is, the, what is my point? Why am I here? What, what, what's the point of me living? And then this other one, does life end at the grave? Is that all? Is that all it is? Are we just that dash on the tombstone? Is that all my existence is, is, it comes down to? If that's it, I don't know if I want to see out the distance is the way many of these young people think, and they do think that way. And the the message of Christmas, the scandal of Christmas, and I, and I mentioned before the word scandal, scandalizo. It means I offend. I I I'm offended by this, and and the offence is that it's it's saying firstly that mankind has a problem. We 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 have a problem, and it, it largely centres around these two issues that we all grapple with in one way or another and one of the ways that many people grapple with it is just to drown it out if you can't drown it out medicate it out if you can't medicate it out distract it out if you can't distract it out uh, maybe you just party it out maybe you socialize it out but if you get yourself in a situation where you're alone you're quiet you've got opportunity to think and consider invariably this is where people go and Christmas, the true Christmas message, the message that God himself came as the eternal son of God, born as a zygote, came as a zygote in a young virgin girl called Mary. He came, he, he went through the normal struggles of developing as a human being, uh, went through the normal struggles of living a life with learning how to get along with others and had to do all that, had to work, had to learn how to get along at home with his six brothers and sisters that Mary and Joseph went on to have. And, and so he, he had all of these struggles that, that, and battles and challenges that we all face. And then when 
He was baptised by John the Baptist, whom we mentioned before. They had an encounter with each other while they were both in their respective mother's wombs, which again says a lot about the value of human life as it develops in the womb of its mother. He, he began to talk about these issues. He began to talk about the point of life, the meaning of life. He began to say that things like, you know, if, if you come to me and base your life on my teaching, your life will be built on a solid rock. The storms of life, the winds of life, the rains of life will come, but you will stand. You won't be shaken. If anyone would find their life, they must lose it by giving it to me. Come and surrender to me. And in a moment, I'm going to tell you how to do that. And it doesn't matter where you're at in life. It doesn't matter what you feel you've done or haven't done. It doesn't matter how religious you are or you aren't. It's it's utterly irrelevant. This Christmas child grew into a man who who declared that the reason he came, the reason for the very first Christmas was so that people might find life, and I quote, have life and have it more abundantly. In other words, to come to find what life was really all about and not just, you know, think, well, that's wonderful. I've discovered intellectually what, what it's about. He he said, you, you give your life to me, you surrender your life to me, and you will once again realign your life with the very way it was meant to be lived. And you will discover hope, meaning, and purpose for your life that you cannot find in a nightclub, you cannot find in a bed, you cannot find in a bottle or a glass or in a needle. You will find life and life abundantly. And my question is, is that what you're looking for? Is that what you know your soul needs right now? Does your heart long and ache for a sense? Ah, this is my purpose. This is why I'm on this planet. I have a point. I have a reason for living. The Christmas message actually has deep reason embedded into it. And that's why even on our, uh, my wife and I appear on a, a Southern Cross TV ad at the moment. And, and the simple message that we have for people as we, we want to share this is, remember there is a reason for the season. And the reason for the season, the scandal of Christmas is that the, the God who created the universe came as a baby, that baby grew into a man, and that man said this, give your life to me and I will help you to live life to the full. He answered the question that lingers and, and just nags at the soul of every person, does my life end at the grave? Am I simply that dash on a tombstone? Is that all my existence comes down to? And he declared, absolutely not. Your life goes beyond the grave. You will live forever. The question is where? The, the more important question is with whom? Because Jesus made it pretty clear that he was coming to take our sin, guilt and shame as a substitute for us. And he would offer forgiveness and peace with God the Father. And Christmas is about that peace on earth and goodwill to those who find favor with God. The Christmas cards sometimes distort that. That's an important point. How do you find favor with God? By doing the very first thing that Jesus said, and that's surrender your life 
to him. And again, you may feel like you're a million miles away, but really you're just one prayer away. One prayer right now, wherever you are, in your car, in your workplace, you only have to say it in your head because it comes from your heart. A prayer that says, oh God, I need you to come into my life. I need you to grip my life right now. My life is a mess. My life isn't where it should be. I have all these nagging questions and I need you. I need my life to be what you designed it to be. Will you please forgive me? Please come into my life. Take my life and help me to live for you. Can I tell you that Christmas is about gifts? It is about presents. It's not so much what you give, but it's what God wants to give to you this Christmas. God wants to give to you the gift of his son, the greatest Christmas gift, the first Christmas gift. And I've shared with you why it's such a scandal. And now I invite you to enter into that scandal and give your life to Jesus Christ. Thank you so much again, Dr. Andrew Corbett. We'll hear Andrew, of course, tomorrow night at 8.30 with Finding Truth Matters. And we'll also have this program uploaded onto our website. That's wayfm.org.au. And you'll be able to download and listen again for free at your leisure. Now, a great song to wrap everything up. It's Christmas time again. Stephen Curtis Chapman on your radio. Way FM, good morning.